It's Wednesday. You know what that means. The SIG Podcast Recruits Draftcast is back yet again. Man, we're consistent. We're going to be talking about the Central Scouting releasing their their first uh, player-to-watch rankings. We're going to be discussing who's too high, who's too low, what those rankings even mean. We're also going to be following up on last week's topic about the draft format changing towards the more NBA, NFL type approach where the teams won't actually be in the in in attendance for the draft and there has been developments on that so we're going to touch on that as always the habs prospect of the week we have a riser of the week a prospect of the week and a very big guest to tease at the end so let's get started turn up your volume because you're about to listen to the sick podcast recruits draft cast and with the first overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. The sickest NHL Draft and Scouting Podcast. It's going to be sick. As always, I'm your host, producer Shane, joined by the magnificent Grant McCag. Now, Grant... Uh, the Central Scouting released their first player-to-watch ranking. Now, first and foremost, for anybody who is not familiar with that ranking, can you explain what it means, what it entails? How's it going, by the way? Oh. Haven't seen you for a week. I'm fantastic. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. You got your spritzer today? Uh, No, it's, uh, it's in another room. That's only for when it's only for when you do Tony or what? That's it. That's it. We got to have our own style here, right? Like, yeah, that's that's his thing. Well, I, I got to be honest. I uh, I went out and bought a water bottle yesterday, and if the Habs had won, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna start off spritzing and tell Tony that it was champagne. But uh, you know, four one and one, baby. Uh, you know, I'm celebrating. But as as we know, the the Canadians didn't uh, didn't pull her off last night in the uh, 32 game sked, so we'll blame it on the back to backs, having to play back to backs. But mm-hmm. enough of the Habs. Let's get on to uh, let's get on to the scouting list. So um, I I, uh, I I think it's great. I always look forward to uh, seeing the um, central scouting lists. Um, mm-hmm. Perhaps more so in the past when I didn't do. I wasn't able to do the scouting that I that I can now because I uh, I utilize Instat uh, scouting, which is a great tool. I'm able to see exhibition games, preseason games. The um, Europeans get going typically in August, so there's been a lot of hockey, and uh, have those guys figured out a little more than well, at least not have them figured out at all. You you had to. All you had really was the Halenka uh, to go off of before you saw the preliminary rankings with with uh, Central. So it's always been a good guide for anyone that follows a draft and maybe you know it doesn't have the tools to uh, to scout hundreds of players because they have to go like they it, it's up into the thousands in the, the number of players that they. That, that they, uh, you know, have their uh, scouting staff going out to see, and in these uh-huh. fifteen twenty countries minimum. So it's uh, 
it's a big task and it's always great to get because there's always names, you know, on that list that you haven't seen or heard of. And, uh, and you, you try to have a look at because especially the guys that are, well, they rank uh, at this time of year, it's a preliminary uh, players to watch list. Basically Mm -hmm. Um, they don't, have hard rankings. What they do is they, they have an A, B, C, and they introduced this year a W, which, uh, which is kind of cool too, because it's kind of expanded the list a bit, I think. Um, you know, there'll be a lot of guys on there that maybe haven't played or they haven't seen much of, so they just put a W on it. Um, the A's are, are players that they think could be first-rounders, yeah. and they had 28 at this point on the list. Uh, B's uh, are players that at this point they think might be second or third rounders. Um, and then C is uh, middle to late uh, drafts and W would be late or non-drafts, but mm-hmm. you know, guys that are maybe on the bubble. Um, I, I, I give them a lot of credit for, for doing this. Um, it's not easy at this time of year. I, I know I put out a list of uh, m- my rankings are up over a hundred this year for the first time ever. Cause I d- did a pile of video scouting in the off season and, and the first month of the year, but um, they have hundreds of names on the list. So I'm going to be busy over the next few weeks. Um, looking at guys that they've got, you know, it's certainly in B's and C's that I haven't looked at yet. And there's probably, there's several dozens. So, uh, gonna be a busy boy for the next little while. Yeah, that's it. But I, I like the this this style of ranking because it's not a hard ranking, you know, one through ten. It's it's basically grades, right? So the A section, these these are guys you want to watch, and then you know, there's the B and there's there's C, there's a C. But uh, I know you took a deep dive and you looked at every name and what the what letter they were associated. So let me ask you, who do you think was ranked too high is so far? Yeah, well, honestly, I haven't uh, spent a pile of time on it yet. Uh, just released today and had some other other things to take care of. So, um, But I did look at the uh, first round, and um, I put uh, three, five, eight guys who um, I don't know that uh, I don't have as first-rounders at this point. Uh, I mean, you know, they could all end up being first rounders, but for me, uh, there, there is, uh, there's a number of guys that Liam Greentree would be on the bubble for me. Um, probably he's a 30 to 40 guy. I think at this point, Tanner, Howe I don't have in the first round, Adam Yeckel, who's playing at Edmonton, not a first round guy for me at this point. Um, Maxim Massey is, uh, he's come on, uh, now he might be creeping back into the first round discussion Yeah, as we'll, uh, chat about a little later on, but, uh, at this point he's not in my first, um, Henry Muse, who I, who I saw live on, uh, on the weekend on Sunday and then, you know, saw him. I'm located in Ottawa, so I get to see Henry Muse. Uh, I'll see him quite a bit, and I saw him probably 15 times last year. At this point, I don't have him ranked in the first. Um, I also question their uh, 
measurement of six feet. I really don't, uh, you, you know, sometimes you, <laughs> you, that guy's not six feet tall. You know, you're watching him play and if he's six foot tall, then guys beside him are six, three or six, four, you know, mm. um, don't have Muse as a first rounder right now. I know a lot of independent lists do, but certainly the, um, I ran the guys, I, I ran these guys past a couple of scouts there before I, before we do, just before we came on the air, cause I just got yeah. in and asked if uh, any of the, any of the eight that I listed screamed to be first rounders. And they said, no, the only guy that uh, might be a late first is green tree. So I'm going to, to be honest, haven't viewed him a lot since the Halenka. So maybe he, you know, I hear he is looking better in, in the junior ranks than he did during that tournament. Um, Pedersen, he's had a good offensive start to the year. And I think, you know, it's funny, like a couple of these guys that we've had mentioned uh, as players of the week or risers or whatever, I don't necessarily have his first rounders and he's mm-hmm. one of them at this point, but he's putting up good numbers and uh, he keeps that up and has a, has a good, uh, you know, U18, there's some five nations U18 tournaments coming up. And if he, if he's better there than he was in, uh, in Halenka at the Halenka, perhaps he sneaks into the first round, but at this point I don't see him being a first rounder. And the other one is, uh, Matt Vay-Sharavan. I mean, I get it. He's 6'3", defenseman, playing, uh, you know, playing in the KHL and in junior in Russia, and uh, he can skate. He's a good skater, so you you automatically like the size-skating combination, but I, from what I've watched of him, I have some question marks about his decision-making, so... We'll keep an eye on him, and if uh, if that improves uh, with uh, later viewings, then I might move him up into the first. He certainly has first-round talent, mm-hmm. and I understand why he's in there, but I uh, I don't agree with him being um, tabbed as a first-round prospect at this time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if oh, we look – sorry? One other, sorry, uh, Bium. Uh, Ziv Bium. Oh, what a name! For me, the <laughs> actually his brother Shy Buham got picked in the uh, second round a couple of years ago. Uh, Zeev is not—I uh, don't have him ranked as a first rounder at this point, but um, it, it's a possibility that he does get picked there. But uh, certainly, every you know the other twenty names are all solid. I think first round guys for sure. Yeah, and uh, at this point at least uh, I'd be surprised if, if, if any of them slip out of the first round, but there will always be changes. That's it. That's it. This list is going to keep updating uh, constantly. It's going to change. So now if we look at, at the flip side here, we can pull up the, the bees and ask you who's too low. Who would you have in that ranking? That would be in your book an A. Okay. Um, You'll have to bear with me because I didn't uh, prepare a list of the of those guys. Uh, but certainly, uh, just quick, uh, Dominic Badinka is six uh, three, uh, good, really good skating uh, Czech defenseman that that's uh, putting up points in Swedish junior. 
he'd have to be uh, a strong consideration for the first mm-hmm. round at this point. Um, uh, I don't know. Charlie Ellick's been, uh, he, he's a possibility. Certainly he's got the size skating combo that, that you like to see. Uh, Eric Emery, I think is the best defenseman on the U S uh, national team. Uh, I'm hearing that he, every viewing I've had of him, he's impressed me. So he'd be, a, he'd be a guy that I'd say, keep a close eye on, on as a potential first rounder. Uh, Alphonse Frege, Frey, uh, I don't know how, I am going to have to figure out how you pronounce his name, but uh, Frege, we'll say, he's uh, he's um, on the same team as uh, Wallenius. They, okay. they both play on the left side on Vaxio. We've, we've, uh, we've talked about these guys before. <laughs> Quite a few times. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, there's, there is first round potential for him, but I can understand him being in the second. Uh, Cole Hudson, well, I mean, he's he, he's uh, almost as talented as Lane. So you, you, you wonder if, uh, you know, did we not learn the lesson of, uh, of Lane Hudson not going in the first? So um, if he's not a first rounder, he's close mm-hmm. probably. And obviously it'll be his size that uh, – that keeps him out, but if I can read that correctly, I think it says he's five nine and three quarters. Yeah, I think that's it. So he's a uh, he's got at least an inch in height on on, on lane, which will help him uh, on draft day. Yeah. The last two guys there too, uh, Aginla and Josephson. Uh, the way Aginla's been playing, I think he's up to twelve goals now on the year. We featured him as a uh, prospect player of the week, of the week yeah. a couple of weeks back, and he's just kept scoring. Um, I think right now he's a he's a first rounder for sure, and Josephson not putting up great point totals, so it might end up hurting him. But uh, um, really a responsible two way center that uh, that impressed certainly at Halenka, and if he can start putting up some numbers in Red Deer, he'll uh, he'll climb the list. Mm-hmm. And we're only yeah. up to Jay. We're only up to Jay there, so we uh, yeah, that's it. There's, there's a- another B. Uh, to come here. Um, uh, first rounders, Dean, well, Letourneau. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw big boy, six, seven kid. Uh, what have they got him listed at there? Six, seven and a half, or no? I, I see six, like six. six, six. Okay, well, apparently he's six, seven now, according to his dad, anyways. And I mean, dad should know. Yeah, add skates um, to that. Oh boy! Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's just—he uh, screams first-round talent. If uh, uh, the only thing, uh, uh, NHL guys tend to be a little bit uh, conservative when it comes to kids that are playing at lower level hockey. Mm-hmm. So there might be some teams that, I mean, we we even saw it with uh, with Makar in his draft year. It took till the last month of the year to see him rise up into the top five uh a lot of lists had him outside of the first round till midway through the year even crazy just because of the level of competition he played and so you just wondered if it you know if that great skill that you saw against uh poorer competition was just a a example of the competition but Mm -hmm. as as i mean we saw it at the world junior challenge 
he just screened the top 10 talents. So he rose as the year went on. And I think you'll see the same with Letourneau. I'd be surprised if Central's uh, uh, rankings as the year goes on where he doesn't move up into the first. Uh, uh, this par- Parasac there, yeah, uh, I think he's up to 15 goals now. Like, it's crazy. He's, he's gonna, pacing, like, he's, like, he's close to pacing Bedard on his draft year. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he's not going to go to the World Junior Tournament, so no. he'll play 70 games. That's it. And you know, he's on pace to score more goals than Bedard did last year because ridiculous. Not, you know, he's because he's going to play all the games, right? Uh, like, it's crazy. He's uh, on pace for 80, 90 goals. So, uh, I mean, if the kid scores 60 or 70, it, it's really going to be tough to keep him out of the first round. Um, yeah. He he just knows how to play hockey. He's not overly big or overly fast. Or, I mean, he's got really good hands and he's smart as can be, but, you know, he doesn't wow you with the physical skills necessarily, but he just, uh, every every time I watch him, he's, you know, He's scoring, he's scoring goals, setting up plays, get stealing pucks, playing 20, 25, 30 minutes a game. So uh, um, I think he's another kid that as the scouts watch him continuously and, they, and if he keeps playing consistently as well as he has been, he'll probably end up being a, a late first as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Colton Roberts, I, I think he's underrated and I – I wouldn't doubt that he ends up being a first rounder by the end of the of the year. Big defenseman in in Vancouver, uh, right D six four, putting up some points. Can skate, can defend. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being a first round guy. And there's the other there. Oh, Leo Wallenius, he is a second round guy in, on this list. I mean, it, it's debatable with him and Free. Like, I could see them going in the second round, but. They might, they may also have first round talent. So, yeah. um, honestly, if if you know, asked me to put up a, you know, legitimate first rounders, which which are, which is a, I'd have probably had thirty to thirty five names because I, wow. I think the depth of this draft's a little stronger than maybe uh, people are given a credit for at this point. Um, mm. Carl Sterner's another kid that is in that mix for the first round. Um, Vita Weissman, I definitely have, uh, I have him, I have him top 15. So for me, it's a no brainer that he's a first round guy, but, uh, they do only have him listed at six foot. And I, I was under the impression that he was six one. Um, it's one of the other important things about the, the central rankings is that, uh, you can go off those got those rank um, uh, measurements a lot more clearly than uh, say elite prospects or or uh, you know any of the uh, hockey DB. They typically add an inch. I don't know why, but it, if you see a ranking or a, a measurement on any of those sites, always subtract an inch, and you're 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 pretty close. You know, because huh. <laughs> they seem to—I don't know what it is—but like their uh, their yardstick must have, uh, you know, be an inch short or something. But um, yeah, uh, it's good to get these 
they're not always uh, up to date rankings or sorry measurements, but uh, they're closer. They're more on the spot, and they go with quarter inches, as you can see. Some of them, yeah. like uh, that five eleven point five. Yeah, yeah. The goalie. Now that's you know, it's unfortunate. Uh, Ryerson Linders, Mississauga goalie. He's been mm -hmm. lights out. I mean, uh, if he was 6'3", they'd be touting him as a top 20 wow. goalie prospect right now. But he's six foot and three quarters, according to this. So, you know, I'm talking to <laughs> – I sent a, a text to a um, scout the other day about him because he was making acrobatic saves again and winning another game. And he says, oh, he's, you know, he's small. Hmm. You know, well, they're always going to – that's – and I mean, he's six foot and three quarters. What's he, <laughs> yeah. you know, what am I? I must be like a shrimp then, I guess, if that's small, right? Yeah. But for a goalie, got to be six two or, or bigger or you can't, you can't be picked in the top 50. It's like there, it's almost a, become a golden unwritten rule that's of it. hockey, which is, which is unfortunate for some of these kids to just uh, stand on their head. So mm -hmm. that's, uh, Jack Pridham's another kid that we'll see. Uh, he's playing. He played at uh, St. Andrews College last year with Letourneau. They're starting to really churn out the talent in that, uh, you know, for prep hockey school in, uh, yeah. in Ontario. He might go in the first. Uh, I've heard that he's he's got that kind of talent. So for me, there's probably 40 names in there that, that at this point hmm. look like they have a shot at being first-round picks now. We'll, we'll weed them out as we go along and and we'll see who uh, who rises, who falls. And, and there will always be a couple of names that I haven't even mentioned that'll, that'll come into the forefront as we go along. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I see, you know, Luke Misa on there, who was our prospect of the week just recently. So uh, even even in the Bs, there's some there's some really, oh, yeah. really strong prospects there. And and like I mentioned, right, it'll the those rankings will change throughout the season. Uh, they'll adapt. So that's about it. And you can all check it out at Central Scouting to see the whole list if you're interested. Um, I, I highly recommend going to take a look at that and maybe, you know, catching a few names that you might have different places. Let us know in the comments what you feel about those rankings. Now, Grant, last week we mentioned that uh, there is a possibility, according to Elliot Friedman, that the draft format for the NHL would be changing towards more of the NBA NFL approach where only the players are there and the commissioner announces the pick and all the teams are back home and all that. And, you know, we, we both got pretty wild up about that. And we've had some developments this week uh, coming from Pierre Lebrun of TSN, who basically confirms that it will be happening. Uh, he surveyed a few GMs. He mentioned Lou Lamoriello and Ken Holland as being some of them who said that they voted yes in favor of doing that. And um, I've been hearing that the idea originally came from Steve Eiserman. So if anybody's mad about that, you know, go, <laughs> you know who to blame point fingers at it's his fault. Um, you know, last week we talked about the perspective of, you know, fans, scouts and players that being a negative impact, right? Like for fans, it, it kind of reduces the, entertainment factor there's going to be less trades right the teams are at home 
they're not going to be on the floor having a chance to go talk to the table next to each other right so the entertainment entertainment factor is going to go down without question now for prospects right it, you know the the moment is so special and you take that take that little bit of away from them they have to go shake gary bettman's hand and take the jersey from him and it's is i don't know it's just not as special right and and for scouts i mean you spend 12 months a year looking at these players and fighting for them and you you can't even be there to you know welcome them to the team and be proud of the work you've done but we have to look at the flip side right why do they want to do this there must be good reasons and and i guess the only perspectives we need to look at are from gms and from owners right for gms you know the free agency is like a week after the draft so all that um flying back and forth to to the arena and and whichever host city it is they don't have time to prep for the free agency and and all that i i get that it could be an inconvenience and for owners you know i've been hearing that it costs up to $250,000 to fly out you know all the scouts all the the management team to the host location every time so I, it is a big expense but really at the end of the day grant like is it really worth changing a winning formula they've been doing this for years it's been good why now wow $250,000 i mean mm. what what are what's that a hundredth of their television contract <laughs> like oh poor owners they they're, yeah. they're going to be a quarter of a million dollars less rich uh i'm right my heart bleeds for them jay if that's the case <laughs> no that's ridiculous yeah. you know and the gms well do the what what about the players they got to fly from friggin' slovakia and russia to the combine they got to go back they got to you know fly to the friggin' arena who cares about them right it's a little gms there that might have to make an extra flight I don't know. It's just another example of the NHL doing the opposite of what the majority of people want. And and Batman copycatting other leagues and them going along with it. So uh, I, I spoke my piece about it last time. And, you know, yeah. I don't want to see Batman up there every, announcing every pick, but he does, I guess. Yeah, that's it. I've heard that a possibility would be to have one representative from every team announce the pick and you know present the player with a jersey which makes a lot of sense because nobody wants to see Batman at, at the podium for two and a half hours like that's that's ridiculous oh, well okay well yeah if they're gonna do do it like that sure I don't want it done like the the NFL you know no no um, it's got to be different. like I just did I don't know I, and I I mean it it shouldn't matter who brought it up or whatever I mean I wish it wouldn't have been brought up but uh, if the majority of them want it, then it's going to happen. And I'm disappointed by it, but because uh, I think I didn't see too many comments on social media that were for it. I don't well, know. Maybe there were people saying it, but the large majority of fans and scout. I talked to scouts and they want to go to the draft. Um, players that, that get picked, I don't know. I suppose it doesn't matter as much to them whether they get to shake the hands with every scout or not if as long as there's somebody there to represent the team mm -hmm. then it makes a little more sense but uh i think it's an unfortunate development if uh especially if 
uh, Batman's making the making every pick, and I hopefully that's not the case. But sounds like it may not be. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not. But at least we know that it won't be this year that this format is implemented because this year the draft should be in Vegas and possibility of it being at the Sphere. Are you familiar with the Sphere, Grant? You know what that is? I don't know a thing about Vegas. I So the Sphere is this crazy-ass building built like a Sphere, which has... Uh, screens on the outside and screens on the inside everywhere. It's ridiculous. I recommend you Google it, go watch some YouTube videos, but <coughs> if, if the NHL does host the draft at the sphere, kudos. Cause that is genius. But again, the year after that, they scrapped the whole format and anyways, well, it's gotta be in Vegas. Cause they haven't, you know, Vegas hasn't got enough. They got handed <laughs> a Stanley cup winner. They, uh, they host the, awards every year so yeah got to please don't ask me about vegas we're <laughs> you, you're just rallying me up some more did you know like you're turning red that yellow that yellow <laughs> let's say okay tell, talk to him about this stupid no scout showing up uh, about vegas but yeah yeah and yeah and yellow at it again <laughs> okay we'll have to tune him in later there we go. Yeah, we'll have a chat. Uh, but yeah, we'll move on to more, um, I guess, joyous, positive, positive topics. Uh, so let's kick off with uh, Habs prospect of the week. I don't think this comes to surprise as many people. For the second week in a row, the AHL leader in points and goals as a rookie, Joshua Hua, <laughs> come on. We, you, knew, you, you knew we had to give it to him this week. Well, the AHL wouldn't give him player of the week, but ah, ridiculous. That's we're going to do it. Yeah. Not just Habs player of the week, <clears throat> the AHL player of the week, as far as I'm concerned. For sure. He, uh, he's got, he's got magical mitts, doesn't he? You got to love, uh, I, I love how he looked. Uh, you'll see it. Uh, there's a second one here where it, Shows a close-up. Look where he's looking when he gets the puck here. He's the guy in the middle. You'll see the right here. Yeah. He looks He looks over at the other guy, freezes the defenseman. It's, you know, he's, he's – and this is where, you know, guys say, oh, let him stay in the AHL. I think he's ready physically when mm -hmm. you see that. He's a solid kid, and you noticed it last year. Like, he's good – he's pretty good along the boards, so – Physically, I think he's ready uh, to help the Canadians power play, which that's pretty important, you know. Yeah. Um, but you, you just see the mitts and the patience that he has. Like everyone, uh, everyone talks about his smarts, and and I mean, one of the smartest uh, kids outside of the NHL, you know, prospects. But uh, great mitts. Um, Really, uh, his competitiveness and um, board work and, and strength are, are not a weakness. Hmm. He skates fine now. Like, he's not a – I wouldn't call him an above-average skater, but certainly uh, on a power play, you don't have you don't have to be Speedy Gonzalez, as we just saw last night with Tyler Toffoli, you know. Mm -hmm. um, he, he can help the Canadians power play really soon. And if uh, they continue to sputter, 
and he continues to produce like he's producing, I think you're going to you're going to see that call up uh, sooner rather than later. Well deserved too, right? Like, I mean, eleven points in five games, five goals in five games, just absurd stuff from a rookie. Like we, we I've said it before, but I'll say it again: this is his first pro season, and he's smoking the league already. Ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, riser of the week. This week belongs to Jonathan Morello. Let's talk about this guy. Yeah, he's uh, he's playing in the uh, Ontario Junior Hockey League for St. Mike's. Six-one center. Um, I had uh, I don't typically get to see too much of the OJHL, so I kind of wait for the wait for my scouting friends to drop a couple names and because they see a showcase early in the year mm. where they, you know, all the top prospects play and they get a they get an idea of who to keep an eye on and uh this kid stood out um i believe he's got 12 goals in his last 13 games mm. now this is a league that typically the top scorers if you look at the top 15 scorers they're like vast majority of them are like 20, 21 years of age. So oh, wow. for a 17 year old, uh, six, one center with, with good, good skill to come in and score, you know, I mean, he went the first five games without a goal, but since then 12 and 13, uh, if he can, if he can score anywhere close to a goal, a game pace in a tier two junior league at his age, uh, we could certainly see him, moving up into the top 50 discussion as, as the year goes along. Um, I've moved him up end of the second round, early third at this point. And if he keeps impressing and uh, producing, he'll uh, obviously the world junior challenge, he'll be invited. He'll be on Canada East that he's a lock for that mm-hmm. team. He'll be the first line center. And if he, uh, if he has a good tournament there, you might see him move up into uh into the top 50 discussion for sure. There we go. Jonathan Morello, a name to keep an eye on. Riser of the week. Um, all right, prospect of the week. We've we've talked, we've touched on it a, a bit when we talked about the uh, central scouting. He was ranked with an A, Maxim Masi. Let's look at some footage. Yeah, he's uh, he had a great year last year as an underage. Uh, didn't get off to a terrific start this year but was was producing but the last three games he had two goals in each so you like to see that that consistent goal scoring and he's um good around the net uh has a good shot gets it uh quick release and uh smart player gonna have to keep working on his skating and um uh, you know and, and compete hard but wearing an a for chikudami probably their go-to offensive guy and um, putting up good numbers. So at this point, as you saw there, I like this, uh, the reach around here, really good hands. So he, um, and decent size. So he, he, um, he can score goals. Now, if he, just like all these guys keeps producing um, hits 40 plus this year, inch coup to me, and the, the skating keeps improving. He'll be in the first round mix. Um, yeah. That's the that's the issue with him right now is 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 speed. 
And um, if we see an improvement as, as the year goes along uh, and he keeps putting up those numbers, uh, he, he's in, he's in the uh, 25 to 35 discussion. Um, and uh, the best prospect probably in the queue this year, it's not a very deep uh, group in, in uh, Quebec again. And it's unfortunate that it's not like the old days, but uh, um, he's uh, he, he'll be a good candidate for the uh, under 18 team. If Jakutami gets knocked out next spring and hopefully we get to see him play on the bigger stage at the end of the year and, and impress. Um, I like the kid. I think he's uh, he, he's going to go somewhere in the top 40 likely. And um who knows? Maybe the Canadians look at him with their with a with a second round pick if uh, if he's still on board. I wouldn't mind that. I think many people would be pretty happy, including probably Maxim Mossy. I think he'd he'd love to play for the Habs, assuming that he is a Habs fan. Uh, but that's it, Maxim Mossy, prospect of the week. Now, before we wrap up, Grant, we have something to tease, and I'll allow you the honors. Yeah, I uh, I got in touch with uh, an old colleague of mine uh, by the name of Bob McKenzie. I don't know if you've uh, ever heard of him or not, but Bobby Margarita. Yeah, Bobby Margarita. He, um, he, you know, as you know, now he's in semi-retirement, and mm-hmm. he gets a lot of requests. I'm sure for for podcasts and stuff. But um, Bob uh, Bob's heart's still in the in the draft. You know, he started the first ever. Uh, uh, draft guide for the hockey news back when he was yeah. a publisher. And um, I mean, he's a big reason why I do a draft guide. You know, he, he was a mentor really, you know, for me, especially. And um, got to know Bob uh, contacted him. I don't know, 15 years ago or whatever it was. Uh, and, and, you know, we exchanged and got to know each other and, um, he got me a job writing profiles, uh, draft profiles for TSN back uh, probably a decade ago or so. Hmm. And um, I did that for a couple of years before uh, they hired Craig Button to come in and kind of take over that that end of things, director of scouting for them or whatever. And um, But Bob and I, you know, remained friends and, and in 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 contact with each other and i asked him if you know why don't you come on and plug your uh your draft rankings whenever you update them for tsn and we'll shoot the breeze about the draft you know it'd be mm-hmm. it'd be fun and he said uh let's do it so uh january come january when uh when he does his midterm tsn draft rankings he'll uh he'll come on the show with us and we'll uh we'll talk draft so i'm really looking forward to that and yeah and 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 very much appreciated that somebody is uh as well known as respected as bob Mm -hmm. will uh, will come on and and uh and and give us a boost hopefully uh with with our viewership (laughs) yeah that's it no i mean everybody loves bobby bobby margarita he is an icon and he is the staple of any draft uh, ranking and, and, and analysis. So uh, we'll, I'm, I'm very excited to bring him on. That's going to be, that's going to be something else. So obviously stay tuned, right? You got to subscribe. You got to turn on that bell to see when that episode comes out. 
And don't forget to go check out recruits.ca, right? This this is just an extension of recruits because as you can see in the name, right? Recruits Draftcast. So all your Habs coverage, all your draft coverage, and both at the same time if you want for a very low monthly fee. Go check it out. Do yourself a favor. You won't regret it. Uh, Grant has some fantastic stuff. He's got interviews. He's got analysis. Everything you could ask for. So don't forget. Uh, with that, we thank you very much for tuning in, for supporting, for liking, for commenting, all the works. And we will see you all next week. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast, Recruits Draftcast on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.